What's up, what's up, world? This is WHPK 88.5. You are listening to Ergo Radio because it is Thursday and it is noon. I am Dame, here with my homeboy Kiss. Say what's up to the people. Hello, people. Hey, people, we letting it breathe a little bit as we getting started with the, uh, I guess this is old school hip-hop now at this point. What Damon didn't know is uh, my unabashed, unabashed mode for fabulous music. Um, it takes me back to, you know... I think a lot of people don't have Fabulous as their 11-year-old soundtrack, but... Yeah, that's myself, a New York thing. Yeah, I guess he didn't. He, he wasn't that hot in the streets. There's some Fabulous fans in the city, but... F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. That's all the bars you're getting. Yeah, were. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ergo. As Dame said here on WHPK 88.5, whpk.org, ergoradio.com. Shout out to everybody listening on the TuneIn Radio app, if you're doing that. Shout out to everyone walking by a radio that's randomly tuned to 88.5 and enjoying it there. Shout out to you. Uh, in your car, you're getting this little, little static as you're getting close to downtown. What's up? That's how you know it's real, you know? Um, none of this internet. We were on the internet, but it's not internet radio. We're real, on the dial, around the world, coming to you. We have a great guest for you this week, the hilarious just niche Woo! i'm excited i'm excited to make take our step into comedy and interviewing comedians that you know that has a special place in my heart yeah we uh up until this point we haven't wanted any laughs on the show that's kind of been <laughs> all poems all protests yeah, absolutely all the time that's <laughs> it's the revolution tagline. at whbk but yeah our guest is actually downstairs i have to go get her so i'm gonna play a song what are you gonna play dame uh, I think we're in Chicago, so I'm gonna play s- some of the best musicians from Chicago. This is almost history now. Uh, we got Eminem, formerly known as Milo and Otis, with Tiny Soldiers. classic tiny soldiers but in the studio now we are excited because we have special guests the hilarious street blazing leader of the new school chicago comedy oh, wow. we got just niche in the building Hello. make some noise daniel Hello. for just niche. Woo! all right y'all 
y'all make me feel so special. Thanks as you good, should, man. as you should. I am excited to have you here. It's funny, I actually met you doing radio, so yeah. it's kind of full so circle yeah. to have you here on my show. <laughs> uh, so... Where, where are you from in the city, Nisha? Let's let's get back to the nitty gritty. Inglewood. From Inglewood, Inglewood I know yes, that. Yes, born and raised. Like, why you went to high school over there? And everything? I went to Limblom. Yeah, sixty first mm. and Honorary Walcott something. I can't even remember, but it was definitely in the heart of Inglewood. So, for people who um, may be sleeping on you or sleeping on the comedy game, what what is what has been like for the last year or so? Where has been your home? What 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 are the hot spots right now in the city for those who are just sleeping on, on what's going on? Okay, well, definitely everybody needs to be in tune with uh, jokes and notes if they are not. True, true. Uh, what's it like? One of the only black-owned comedy clubs in the country, not it's just true. Chicago, but in the country. So that's dope. Shout out to Mary Lindsay for that. Um, and Laugh Factory uh, is also another hot spot if you want some super dope comedy. It's uh, up north on Belmont and Broadway. And um, like I said, Zanies is always fun on Wales. But what's really uh, exclusive, if y'all want to get into some Monday Night Laughs, you can come to my spot. Check you out. Yes, my show, my uh, thing. Uh, it's at SLR Bar, a new location. It's actually in Harvey, 164th and Halsted. So it's very swanky, very upscale. And we have the best comedians in the city on a Monday night. Five dollars, you can't beat it. That's a new uh, combination right there, upscale yeah. and Harvey. Yeah. yeah it's like a... Uh, it's yeah, almost like a unicorn. It don't <laughs> exist, but it's a new venue. It's a bar and grill, and it's dope. I think it's only about two years old. So. And there's like a tuxedo dress code, right? I think I should enforce that because yeah, I want no, people absolutely. to know it's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually first saw you do your thing um, up at the Promontory, right around the corner from oh, here, cool. uh, hosting a couple of the comedy nights up there. What do you think of that room as a comedy room? I love it. Um, it's very sexy, and like I so say, you have to um, kind of train. The audience, because yeah. it's not set up for it's set up for it's set up for whatever works, you want yeah. to have, but it definitely works, and uh, it's just about setting the tone, and um, it's a little different though from comedy club, but you really have to kind of work a little harder it's to get them into. Yeah, it's a lot bougie, <laughs> so they come and they're you know they're like, all right, we might laugh if we feel like you know. So I like it though. So for those who don't spend a lot of time in comedy clubs, what would you say are kind of like the three different versions of what a comedy club can be? Like oh a couple that like and that, that's a huge question. It's like, so huge. Um yeah. Well, you have your the comics dream mm -hmm. comedy club where the audience comes to laugh. They laugh at your effort, they laugh at your funny jokes, they just want to laugh. They're there to laugh and they make you feel good. So that's always a great that's great when it happens. Mm -hmm. And then you have the ratchet bars <laughs> that you force comedy on people. <laughs> and it's either they are going to accept it or not. <laughs> so you'll be fighting over the crowd. You'll be fighting over the game. So that's always no fun. But it is definitely a challenge. And it does make you a stronger comedian yeah you gotta hope that there, you don't have a punchline that hits like right when there's a 35 yard run yeah yes a lot going on time with the tv timeouts you, <laughs> you hope they looking at you and not on, on their commercials. phone <laughs> you know, setting up right yeah. <laughs> setting up the uh after the club action so it's a lot going on when you have it in uh, any atmosphere you know people just try to throw comedy anywhere it don't work all, all the time so let's uh let, let's take it back to you you said you're from Englewood. let's take it back to little niche um, oh lord <laughs> so you said you grew up in Englewood. What are a couple like snapshots from your family? What's your family like? Oh, snapshots of family. Wow. That's so fun. Um, <laughs> well, it was just, I grew up, it was my brother and I. I do have an older sister, but she was, uh, she was like 10 years older. So she, my brother and I are a year and a half apart. So, you know, she didn't really hang out with us much because she was, you know, we were babies. She was over. Um, but it's cool to me. My mom, my dad, my, my brother were close. Like I said, my sister came and moved with us when she was 10. She's my dad's daughter. So. She's really, I don't do this whole half sister step sister stuff, but um, you know, pretty ideal, crazy, all of us. Uh, my dad is a clown, so that may be where I get mine from. Yeah, what kind of funny was he? Uh, drunk funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best type of funny. Yeah, That's what was, right. right. So <laughs> he he was the best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, very very sarcastic, just very just all over the top, crazy. And then like saying then he would be drunk a lot, so that helped <laughs> so for, for, for you the sense of humor that I get from you I I would see you in high school not being like a class clown but almost like kind of the popular like 
always in the hallways talking, maybe even showing up a little bit late to, for class. What type of right, funny so were you, you were you in high school? Yes, I definitely wasn't the class clown. <laughs> I was... Um, you seemed like you had a good with the I teachers. was most liked. Right, uh, right, so I was right. most liked person. I think that was my notable. Uh, very talkative. Uh, I would get, you know, I wouldn't like show out in class, but I definitely had my moments. But no, nah, I never was the like, look at me, I'm funny. That's quite a notable. Damn, most liked. <laughs> most liked, yeah. yeah. That's most liked. That's the best one. <laughs> Yeah, I got most likes. So Skip all that succeed. Because I was People nice. Like <laughs> I was nice. I was nice to everybody, to the cool kids, to the uh, not so cool kids, to the nerds. Like I was always, everybody could talk to me and be with me. I never was like, mm. Did you so. snap on people though? No, I didn't, mm. surprisingly. No, because everybody liked me. I didn't have no reason. <laughs> I, had no, I had no beef, no enemies, you know, so I was pretty. What I about like good. lunchroom heat sessions? Did you have a fire for them? Um, I was never in you them. Were, you were, I wasn't, that nobody, wasn't you? Yeah, that wasn't me. I just would sit back and chill and laugh, you know, so it, things changed. Like high school was totally different. So at, at what age was it where you were like this funny can be harnessed this funny can oh, be a weapon gosh. this funny can be a, a, a art form this funny can even put some money in my pocket when was it like oh i should have a microphone in front of my face when i when i'm saying some of this stuff that was three years ago so i guess what 28 mm. yeah 28 was the moment that <laughs> it made sense but i was just funny you know to my friends before then and family but um what did um what did teenage niche like think what was the job like what were you envisioning you doing down the line if it wasn't that um i really uh wanted to be a talk show host mm, i think that I was something that. you know because uh, mtv that. was booming the vjs and right, all that stuff right, so that right. was kind of popular back then so i was like oh i can do that i can be on tv interview so that would but that was my ideal job comedy was never anything I didn't, didn't you like not too long ago do something with wendy williams didn't you get to like live out that dream i a did bit? get to do a street a little interview. street a little street interview <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i was the they door. were asking me questions so yeah i didn't get to interview anybody but it was you know, fun start somewhere. Yeah, it was dope <laughs> well if you want to interview us i mean we could just switch the, switch the tables on the show right now <laughs> you came prepared i assume with I, some questions you know, for us i always got something in my back pocket <laughs> <laughs> old uh damon williams show <laughs> questions yeah yeah shout out to urban broadcast media and the yeah. david williams show <laughs> shout out kevin williams yeah. where kev at? i don't know he has to research you know we can't keep in touch with him unless we see him every wednesday so you probably have uh an untraditional path in terms of like stepping into comedy you were yeah. doing social work for a long time yes, right like for like four years how did, how did you get into that line of work the funniest professional <laughs> hello funniest and most depressing yeah. at the same time uh actually a friend of mine her mom worked there so that was like a hookup job because oh, i didn't yeah. never type of job yeah i know so i <laughs> slid right on in didn't know nothing about social work but it's you know i wrote my resume up real nice <laughs> what was the what was the the biggest lie on your resume everybody kind of uh, oh that i had experience i had to uh <laughs> I had to make it seem like I was. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> I had zero social work experience, but you know how you work stuff. So I really didn't lie. I just had to act You're like, well, I helped my, my friend move Yeah, <laughs> You just have to dress it up and we worried it. So. And who were you working with most? Like, was it mostly with families or kids or stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, families. Um, mostly uh, families, the DCFS families. We were a referral service for DF DCFS families. So we would put them in programs so that they could stay intact. Mm hmm and uh, it was cool at first until I got the comedy bug, and then it was all downhill from there. Any, uh, maybe, I don't want to put, like, any, maybe there might be, like, a social worker patient confidentiality type <laughs> thing, but any, like, particularly hilarious uh, sequence of events with any of this stuff? Oh, gosh. There were, this one girl, oh, Wanted me to keep her baby. <laughs> oh, God. Like, she just wanted to give me her baby. Like, you can just have her and just keep her. And, Not DCFS, you. Yeah, me. <laughs> me. Just keep my baby. I I'm like, like, there's paperwork usually involved with that. <laughs> yeah, she just wanted me to take her home and just keep the baby. And then she, I guess, go about her life. Or for, for a night. Who so knows? I, I didn't get past the, I didn't even ask her. just like, hand off crazy? a baby like a football. <laughs> yeah. That's not how that she works. wanted to do. Like, here, I'm donating this baby. And it was a cute baby. You know, like, if I were, like, had baby 
feet, but I right. probably would have if I was one of those people. But that's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't. Even has know. that made it to stage in any form? It has. You know, a lot of my social work <laughs> stuff has not made it to stage yet because I have not sat down to uh, punch it up and make it. You know, as funny as it should be. I'm sorry. You yeah. took into consideration how cute the baby was. Yeah, <laughs> it was the cutest baby. The well, baby then that's was... irrelevant. <laughs> that makes, no, that makes a difference. Nobody. Yeah, about I know. Baby. I, I would definitely. That's the question. But yeah, it was a very cute baby, and it was a newborn baby. And, uh, you know, but I was just like, no, little girl. But uh, so I worked with a lot of teen moms, homeless teen moms. So where uh, from one particular part of the city for the most part or from all over? Uh, well, yeah, we uh, were based on the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then we actually end up getting in uh, a south side office on 75th right off of Indiana. So I was over there. So we were kind of working with some of everybody. We didn't have they would call us from anywhere. So we would have to go. And are you watching comedy during this time? Are you writing? Are you doing anything related? Um, yeah, I had started doing stand up about two and a half, three years into doing social work. And so, like I said, I was the bomb social worker before I started doing comedy. And then once that happened, I was the worst case worker. <laughs> like, did not open files at all. I was like promote comedy shows all day because they gave me my own office. So oh, my Facebook was off the chain. My Twitter was. I almost lost my job because Twitter. Because I could not stop tweeting. So is that where you got your like social media skills at work? Yeah, you at are work. The, the social media queen. Yes, and days. that was when I was working. That's so when practiced. I lost my Wi-Fi to job, it got to slow down because I had to do everything from my phone. Uh, I love the idea of you sitting in the office. This like teen mom is like finally looking for some help, and you're like, no, but let me try out this bit real quick. Like, what do you think? Yeah, like you know how when you go to the store, and she's like, no, I haven't been to the store. Like this is what I'm here for. Oh my goodness! Like yeah, I was the worst. I was not following up with people. Like they had to call me. Like if they didn't call me, I didn't talk to them. You know, like because you, you were playing hard to get with. Yeah, yeah. Like I was not into it. I was so over it. Like we, we our budget got cut. Resources were low, so we were really just kind of selling dreams. Like I didn't have any resources to help right. these people so at that point i was like okay that's heartbreaking actually it, yeah it's stressful too because as you really do want to help these people really need help and you can't do anything but refer them to another agency who can't do anything either. so it's just like a yeah, revolving door of uh disappointment for these and people so yeah it was bad was comedy like, then like therapy for that comedy that was definitely like a, a relief i could not yeah. wait to, yeah it was because it was like and like especially with the young women with the babies and you know and then you so Blessed, you know, you don't have any idea like the stuff we take for granted. Like these people didn't have you do a home visit and they had no furniture, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like they've been here for years. They can just move in. This is just how they live. Right. So you know, with seeing all that is definitely a, a humbling experience, and you do feel bad. And I was paying out of my pocket for a lot of stuff I, because it would be minimal to me you know, if I get this lady ten fifteen dollars to get some groceries or something versus you know so. I had to stop doing that too because I wasn't balling, but I had ten dollars, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is yeah. a privilege for real. It, it really is because people don't have it, but it uh, it got a little a little rough toward the end. Where where well, we gonna take a uh, a quick break and, and play a song? Let let us catch our breath. Uh, this is off a new project, balling like I like I'm Kobe, correct? Uh, this is. <laughs> The artist formerly known as Lil Herb, he's now grown up to G Herbo. Whoa, uh, is that more grown up than Lil Herb? <laughs> I think G, G Herbo is a little bit. It sound like a like What's a nineteen year old. Uh, it's gotta be Herbert, right? Herbert, you would Herbert. think. I hope right? it's Herbert. But it might be a, a weed reference. So we gonna, let's Google um, that. that. We're gonna audience, we are gonna come back yes. with what Lil Herb's Lil real Herb name is, is after this Herbert. track. Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go mess up his street cred. G Herbo, humble beast, nigga. RP all my niggas, man. Love and live your life. Make it lavish, man. And I can't write my wrongs, so I just write my songs. How would I live if God guaranteed my life was true story? And when I see my headphones, I don't leave my life alone. 13, I'm in the books, I'm playing basketball. By 16, I'm cool with crooks and letting ratchets off. But let's rewind, go back in time, this how happened, y'all. On the east side of the shot, straight full of madness, y'all. Straight full of pain, snowstorms and rain, straight target practice, dog. But back to story, me, I was just a shorty T, stayed in the slums, two parent home, but mom's dance was close to me. Pops was cool, but I was everything I was supposed to be. In the streets, ditching school, murder drugs around me. Rapping, it just found me, thank God it wasn't a county. Bunch of shootouts, lucky that them bullets went around me. 
God was with me. Jump straight in that water, it ain't drown me. Love and live your life, make it lavish long. And I can't write my wrongs, so I just write my songs. How would I live if God guaranteed my life was long? And when I sin, I pray that God don't leave my life alone. Love and live your life, make it lavish long. And I can't write my wrongs, so I just write my songs. Young nigga, I'm just trying to battle murder right there, yeah. Shit fucked up. I pray that God don't leave my life alone. Long live G-Phase, Oviedo, Chico, Simo, Pistol, Kobe, Rock. Blizz, Richie, white folks, cracks, Playboy, yeah, my broski cop. The hurt is real. A couple names I didn't say, I'ma go and stop. The shit I have been through made me heartless. All my feelings on this clock and damn cop. We was just riding through the town. Smoking out the pound. 30, 40 down, heard that shit, it made me sick. I'm still fresh from out of town. If I'm coming home to that house, I'm supposed to put it down. They don't understand my struggle. They don't care what I've been through. Kobe, they don't know me and you was on the block up tweaking all night right before they hit you. And your mom still called all the time, said she wanna hear the tape soon as I get through. And she know what my shit gon' do, so she'll man, wait till a nigga get through. All the shit on my mind and I'm only 19, can't believe how a nigga get through. Yeah, lad, that I spit shit true. They like, why you ain't drop shit new? 2013 songs, I ain't never even dropped me and cop got some hot shit too. Remember being in the stew all day, at the hood all night on some hot shit too. Love and live your life, make it lavish long. And I can't write my wrongs, so I just write my songs. How would I live if God guaranteed my life was long? And when I sin, I pray that God don't leave my life alone. Love and live your life, make it lavish long. And I can't write my wrongs, so I just write my songs. How would I live if God guaranteed my life was long? And when I sin, I pray that God don't leave my life alone. G Herbo, whose name, fun fact, is actually Herbert Wright. So Herbert. We, we were right about that. His name is Herbert. That has to be his granddad's name. Or something like that. He's a good dude, though. I met Herb on my, my 22nd birthday. He was real nice. So that's what's up. That's Shout good. out to Herb. And he's Chicago. Oh, no Yeah, Herbert. over East, 79th Essex. Oh, cool. I'll, uh, Damon, I'll pay you $20 if the next time you see him, you go, hey, Herbert, what's up? <laughs> I could I do that. I, I'll up. take that bet. That's good money. <laughs> Yeah, All right, I, I, I redact. Who, who's going <laughs> to be the witness to that? Because I would just walk up to you like, I, I saw uh, G Herbo and you owe me $20 because no, I said, we're, we're gonna need We're going to need it behind a periscope or something. <laughs> Next week, I'm, I'm asking for my $20 right. on the air. <laughs> I haven't seen Lil Herb since today. but I'll tell you what, Dan. We'll work out a cut of what we get paid per show. All right. That's All right, fair. that's fair. You can get, I mean, we split 50-50 of yeah. $0 every week anyway, <laughs> but I'll give you an extra 20% of that cut. I appreciate that bonus, yeah, boss. Fair. <laughs> I don't know. We're partners in this, not, nah, not boss. Um, so on that note, back to our special guest here on Ergo 88.5 WHPK. Um, just niche, a wonderful stand-up comic, performer, host, heck of a person. Plays uh, the spoons. You play this oh in any uh formal way or or, or just, <laughs> nah, just when, when you spoons track coming out? <laughs> I <laughs> need to the SoundCloud link to the spoons. <laughs> yeah. Look be on the lookout for that. Be on the so, lookout for that. So before before we we, we took the break with her, uh <laughs> we were talking a little bit about kind of your transition in and out from like real work to to now like you should be applauded it's it's a big step you are a full-time comedian like yeah, that is that is how you, you feed your, cool your family right and or that. starve my family <laughs> <laughs> whatever way you want to look at it but, but we didn't really get to that first that first moment where where did you did you go to jokes and notes to open no, mic where, 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 not go to jokes and notes. I, I was at dj's bar and grill in dalton okay comedian stick was hosting and that was where i started and that was an accident <laughs> what do you what do you mean um my friends uh, you thought it was me. a spoon open night? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, we used to always go for the party. I would go for the comedy so, show. Oh, uh, you was one of them the who like, was, was oh, talking yeah. over the comedy show with Ooh. your friends? No, bit. I would listen because okay. I was actually interested. But they were, so I probably got typecasted because I was with the loud girls. Right, but right. they just wanted to go to the after party. But I really liked the comedy show. And uh, we would go every week. And every week, and my friend was like, oh, my God, you're so much funnier than them. This is them telling me I'm so much funnier than everybody on the show. I'm like, shut up. And she's like, you need to go up. You need to go up. It's my best friend. I'm like, no, I don't because I'm funny to you. <laughs> but uh, I went up one day. I was drunk. You know, um, he told me that I can go out, talk to the host because he, he didn't have a lot of females on the show. And I think he followed me on Twitter. And I was like, you'll never have females on your show. He said, well, 
you funny. I see your tweet your tweets. You wanna go up? And I'm like, no. I'm just saying you don't have a lot of females on your show. So he asked me every week, like, you wanna go up next week? And I finally went up one week and I invited all everybody I knew. Oh no. Out. <laughs> I invited everybody out, all my family, friends from high school. <laughs> like everybody, you thought I was doing a one hour special. <laughs> you, uh, got, you actually held a family reunion in the I crowd did. So everybody was there. The like everybody came out, you know, to see me go up and they bought me all these shots. And I was the drunkest comedian that night. I got a lot of laughs, but they were laughing at me. That's okay. It was. It sounded good on tape. Yeah, because seriously. so yeah, and um, and yeah, I didn't know anything about a light or getting off stage or having five minutes. Or have, <laughs> so I really thought that I was gonna be up there for twenty minutes. You actually did an hour special. <laughs> I hit the mic. They tried to take the mic from me. I stuck it behind my back. <laughs> I was like, I'm not I'm finished. Not I wasn't I done. I had so much many. I had so many jokes lined up, and uh, so they had to kind of force me off stage. But that was my first time. That was good. Oh my, you know, I got a good um, applause. I heard a great story uh, on another podcast. I'm going to steal a story from another c comedy podcast. We're going to bring it on this one. <laughs> and uh, there's nothing anyone can do about it. Um, but I can't remember who the comic was, but it was at like a live TV taping in Atlanta. And he, it's, he has like four minutes. And he goes out and he does, I don't know, he's in like minute 12. Ooh. And the producers are standing there like, cut it off the stage. Like, let's go. And he <laughs> looks at them. He nods and he goes to the crowd. Y'all ready to take this to the next level? Oh, no. <laughs> and, and everyone on the side is like, no, don't take it to the next level. <laughs> and he goes off stage and he comes back out on roller skates. No. And he just roller skates <laughs> around the stage. That it? has to be Scruncho. It was Scruncho. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. A little, little inside. <laughs> I don't skates. know if my dad's ever hit you, but like, he's got like one of the Hall of Fame Booms, bombs of all time, but he has to do his skates. He can't, he can't end his set without the skates. So like, he's already getting booed. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, let me get my skates up. And then that's when he had to put his clothes back on. Yeah, yeah. Right before, yeah. Like he was getting like the wind of the boo was like blowing him off his skates. That's hilarious. So you go up, you do your your forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah, I did like fifteen minutes. It had to be fifteen, maybe sixteen. I think I only had five. <laughs> do you remember any of the jokes? Uh, I do remember a joke, and I still say this joke sometimes, uh, about me going to the gym, and they kicked me out because I was eating ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> and the punchline was, you can't tell me how to cool down. You know, so like, that was like, and this, that joke hilarious. still works today. Yeah, like, no, I can, I can say that it. anytime. And I don't say it much because I, I added so much other stuff to my gym bit, but that was one of my first jokes I ever said on stage. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So you got the bug that night, basically? I did, I did, and, and like he was super nervous. So even even the next week, or we got the because he he said you can come back, you can keep going up, you know. And I would be so nervous, but I kept going up. So then I got the bug. I don't know which show it was, but I stayed at DJ's for a while. I didn't go to any other comedy spots. I was just going there every Thursday, and then I started moving around to jokes and those. I did the Power ninety two competition that December. I started doing comedy August. Mm. And then that December, I got I went up to Jokes Notes for the competition. I got picked. Wow! I went up and did that three minutes. I had a real good set. So I was like, Oh, I am funny. I could yeah. do it. So after you do Jokes Notes, you're like, Okay, yeah, I got it. Pretty much. I'm a pro success. right now. <laughs> from, from my understanding, I've heard this story secondhand. I would lo love to hear oh, your take snap. on it. On like one of your biggest first steps in the city was didn't you open for Cedric the Entertainer I did how did that come about because oh, you weren't booked to open for Cedric no, the Entertainer no I was not booked right? at all I, <laughs> this is like the most brilliant thing this, I've ever heard did you bum rush the stage this like Papoose at Summer Jam <laughs> <laughs> better no, better than that I, I, <laughs> better than Papoose much better than Papoose I Twitter people like to say stalked but no I was very strategic I tweeted Cedric the Entertainer so many memes with our pictures on it, uh, I was photoshopping my head onto the flyer. Onto the flyer, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the hashtag was just niche make a wish. So I had everybody, I had everybody doing this hashtag tweeting said. So I had like all these people tweeting said like let it, let her open up, give her five minutes, let her open up, and then I would post these pictures. I would like take some. I took Tommy Davis' head off and put my head on. They were like right next. On the Tommy Davis' on body. The Tommy, on the body. <laughs> it was a suit. Of anybody. <laughs> of anybody. I'll show y'all the pictures too on the next song. And so I had did so many adults. And then one of them, he replied. He, he replied to my tweet and said, LOL, very funny. He was like, I'll see. 
And I was like, what? He's getting them? So then um, I, you know, I left it alone. I didn't want to do too much. And then he hit me up uh, in the inbox. At that point, you didn't want to do too much after like hitting him with Photoshop. Yeah, because I was like, oh, snap. After breaking the copyright laws. We did it. We did it. You know, because at that point, I told everybody else. I was like, okay, y'all, tweet them. I was making everybody else do it. And yeah, and with the hashtag. And he hit me in my in my Twitter inbox. Yeah, he was like... My, he was like, somebody will be calling you about the show. And they let me open up the That's show. Crazy. Sweetest day. Sweetest day weekend. So, 2013. So were you talking to him? How did, how, how did it was he had to respect your hustle? Did he, he did he reach out to any of the the like kind of Chicago vets? To, oh, he to, did. To you, you know, he uh, he uh, did, had to follow up okay. and check me out. <laughs> so he called. Uh, I, he definitely hit up Laurel because right. Laurel had kind of sneaked and told me. That it was looking pretty good. He was like, "This it get back to you?" And I'm like, "No, nah, not really." He's like, "Oh, okay." He was like, "Cause yeah, he called me and asked about you." I was like, "Oh, so he's calling people?" So yeah, it was dope. So it's an interesting moment. I mean, right now, and I'm thinking about like the generation of comics that you're a part of. Like, who would you say from the city you've kind of been coming up alongside, or people maybe a couple steps ahead of you in the path? Like. Comments oh, you've seen yes. from the open mics to the stages of jokes and notes. So dope. Oh, man. How long is this list? Uh, well, Ronnie George, who's actually right out there. Shout, uh, out. shout out to Ronnie George. Um, he was actually the one who kind of got me moving around. Like, okay, you're funny, but you can't be funny at DJs every week. You know, <laughs> so he kind of was like, come here. You know, we're going to be here. We're going to be there. He might have started a little bit before me, but he knew all the spots. Right. So, you know, and then you had like your little comedy buddy because you knew you don't want to be nowhere by yourself, you know, all lame or retarded. And so he kind of <laughs> he kind of was that comedy buddy that I had that would be like, come on, we're here. Let's go. This is where we are. You got to go out. You got to be out. You got. And so definitely Ronnie George, Lisa Laird, um, Fat Monroe, Big Keith, you know, so all of, all of those are kind of who I'm with and who kind of we've been watching each other climb up, you know. Yeah. The ranks. So you, you get to a certain point, and I think to some degree it's true in the city, and then like moving beyond to kind of the Hollywood type stuff. Like at some point, kind of the so called white rooms and black rooms come together, mm-hmm. at least on the comic level, maybe not in terms of audience. Yeah. Had, did, like basically for you, has there been a point like where that happened, where not just like you're getting up in all different kinds of rooms, but you're like, oh, my contemporaries, my colleagues in this are not just from one side of the city. Oh, yeah, yeah, now. um, And and at that point, because like I said, I'm up north a lot. I do a lot of up north shows. And it's just different scales. You know, it's just a different... The way we promote, you know, because you'll yeah. see, like... Now, comedy see, is one of the most segregated, segregated art forms out, for real. So people may not even know I'm doing stand-up, stand-up next week because of the way we promote, yeah. you know, because it's not my show. I'll tag them. I'll share whatever they put up. But it's usually just a, hey, we have stand-up, stand-up tonight with Tanisha Rice, da 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 and it'll be that instead of doing something at... um. Lunch bells room where you have this big flyer and it's like oh this is what we had everybody come out so it's just a different promotion level but yeah I do I do about half I do about two to three north rooms a week as well. What is the difference in audience? What is the difference in your approach, if at all? Um, when you in? Oh yeah, well my material stays the same. Uh, yeah, because I, I kind of do universal. So I'm talking about you know. The gym, my job, my mom, having to move back home. So yeah. I don't, you know, I don't tailor my uh, comedy, but it's just, I might turn it's down the ratchet. Ex- it's not exclusively <laughs> kale jokes up north. Right. No, no, no. Exactly. So they're going to get the same stuff that I say at Jokes and Nose on 47 The King Drive. And it just may be a little less calm. I won't have to do all the. You know, who? Yeah, because exactly. Let's stool humping. There you go. So, but yes, yeah, it's, it's the same material, and I actually just get to stand there and say it, and I won't have to do a cartwheel with it. You know, versus joke. So or roller skates. Whatever. Hello, yeah. So it, it's just a different way you deliver it. Um, you just have, might have to do, work a little harder. You know, with black crowds, and that's no secret. <laughs> Speaking of, of of Def Jam, a question that I've been kind of like wanting to ask you, and and even like your contemporaries, Ronnie, and everybody kind of coming up now. From f- for those who don't know, my father's a comedian, right, Daniel mm-hmm. Williams. Uh, <laughs> and so in his generation, all you had to do was like get on Comic View one time, yeah, you know and bam, and then you could you could 
you could go anywhere. Yeah. You, you get on Def Jam made. one time, <laughs> and then you can go anywhere. There really isn't. You got that credit. That yeah. TV credit. There really isn't the the same TV platform specifically for like black stand up right now. So h- how are you guys like? As I see you kind of on the internet, yeah, like finding new ways to, big, to to make a platform. How does that How does that feel without? having that like kind of known we we might have well yeah we don't have the known you know platform but i think we got an advantage because social media is the grind seems different it seems like a hustler harder yeah we hustle harder we we can spread um you know like word of mouth social media if you you get your videos up you get your you know following up and then you popping, you know. So we just have to go a different route. No, we're not on Comic View, but we got a hundred thousand IG followers, so right. we're still the bomb.com. <laughs> I'm thinking about though what you just said, Dame, about like being on Comic View or Def Jam, opening that door. It didn't open all doors. Like it opened very specific doors, and it was different from like being on like if you were on Carson back in the day, like that actually opened all doors. Right. Like you had right. a phone call the next day, like Here's your, you know, here's your pilot. Here's your development deal. Mm-hmm. Being on Comic View opened certain doors that I think there were probably a lot of comics who worked really hard then from there to like break out and break past those next doors. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the the Comic View route was was less get you in like a, a, on on a movie, but more like you can now go to every Comic club, club or every yeah. every black night in every city. Oh yeah, or, you definitely. Or, or even the colleges, mm-hmm. which was a, is a big market for stand up. Yeah. Have you been on the road? In, in a uh, lot? I have been on the road. Not too many colleges though. You know, besides local colleges so i went to some but yeah i just got back from la uh-oh um how was how was that move it was dope you you, you, that was my you were rubbing time. elbows out there yeah because yeah so yeah like the first time i went out it was all the way fresh and then this time i got to go out they kind of knew who i was and uh, i got to go up at some of the the hot spots so they did the comedy store hollywood hey. improv laugh factory so you get to move around they know you they know who you are and uh it was a little easier second time around so Cool. So um, one of the things that I really love about what you do, in addition to what you do on stage hosting and uh, doing stand-up, you are, you're the creator of some of my favorite song parodies of all time, <laughs> um, which is a small category. I don't love most song parodies, but I'm a big fan of yours. Um, so cool. take that as you will. Um, which I think is an example of what we're talking about, like creating new platforms mm-hmm. and new, opening up new doors. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So before we talk a little bit about that, let's uh, let's hear an example. Uh, a parody of Katie Got Bands's <laughs> Pop Out. Here's <laughs> one of my personal favorites, Dot Out. This is Ergo, <laughs> WHPK, ErgoRadio.com. Black on the track. Burr.
Dot out. Uh, RIP Dots. I know. Rest in peace. Dots was the most fabulous store a young woman could ever have in her life. I just think it's a really touching memorial. And uh, I I think it's nice that you took the time to memorialize such an important, you know, part of of the culture. We have a real artist here. That's our thing. We like cover the Chicago Renaissance. Yes. That was art. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Painted your environment. So. Hey, people probably sad. spoofed Michelangelo too, you know? <laughs> Katie, Michelangelo, there you go. So you actually got to meet Katie Gabbins? Th- yeah, that? I got to meet her. And um, I guess she. I guess that's not hard. I guess she. she right, you I probably got to go 39. Yeah, roll out key drive real <laughs> right. quick. You can do that at the Bud again. Um, but no, but yeah, I did. And they agreed to do it. And, you know, she was a good sport about it. Because what we didn't want to happen was her to get wind of it, and they'd be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. who you know? Who told but, you to do this?" But you're not making fun of her or her song, so right? It, yeah, it, it so works. it worked, and uh, and, and, it, and it was cool. So I'm glad. Oh, that's now I'm crying because <laughs> I had a, a card. Uh, they punch your card every time you purchase something, and on the tenth punch, you get something free, and they oh. close down right oh, on no. my knife punch. Oh, not on like, your knife punch. What? Oh. Yes, I still got it in my wallet. You know what you should have gotten out of that? You should have gotten a free dots friend. Franchise right before they closed, sh- you, you were so close. It was, was going so out of business, close. so you should have just gotten everything, you know. Oh my goodness! So, so yeah. how'd you uh, how'd you start doing these uh, music parodies? Oh my god! How did I start? You know what started it? Uh, it was actually myself and three other comics who did a rap song. That's how it started. Uh, point at me, uh, me, uh, Brandy Denise, Lisa Lair, and Noel Lynn. So we were at a comedy competition one day, and we were joking around, and we came up with this chorus, like, point at me, mm-mm, point at me. So it was catchy. And it's like, appreciate the censorship there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see? I bleeped it out we myself. We had beef with the FCC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so I was just, so, mm-mm, but that's, right. that's the flow. Mm-hmm. But it was dope. <laughs> and so we went, and we did a rap song. And it's funny, too. Y'all can check it out on YouTube. It's, called, it's from TBA. That was our group name. We were a comedy female rap group, right? TVA. TVA. We never thought of a name, so it was to be announced. <laughs> so we never thought of a name because we could never agree on a name. So it, it just stayed to be announced. And um, it was dope. So then we, I think that's how I linked up with Valentino on the Music Garage. And I ended up doing Pop Out. Because I just, you know, I said, I'm going to do it. Because I wear dots all the time. You've done some, some R&B songs, too. The, the, yeah. Uh, wear your edges. <laughs> wear your edges. still a, a crowd favorite. And then um, I have a new one called Don't Eat the Groceries. <laughs> right, so, yeah, right. That the is... counter movement to, to yeah. the wild out that's going on. But as we, as we are R&B, we actually, uh, we have a, a kind of new segment. And we gonna put you on the spot. We ain't even warn you about okay. this or nothing. So this is this is the second official, but the fourth unofficial of this segment. <laughs> and it's a uh, beef with the R and B singer. Okay, you gotta you gotta call out an R and B singer. We start beef every week, Ooh. and we feel like R and B should not be sheltered from right. from these hands and from what's going on in these streets because it's real. So what R and B singer? Any Ooh. any era, any age, new or old. You gotta have beef with at least one R and B singer. Oh, Who a Shanti. A Shanti. Yeah. Oh, no. I, yes. I had a Shanti posters in my room. I'm sure up. she's I'm cute, but she can't sing. So. Okay. So what's the you know talk a little bit? What's the beef with the Shanti? You gotta go in on the Shanti. Yeah. Oh, like. <laughs> Tell about herself. Ashanti. <laughs> oh, I got to come Listen up, baby. Ed. I mean, X. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like Ashanti. Yeah, you cute and all, but you sound like. I don't even know something that sounds so bad. They haven't even invented that yet. But no, she sounds like crap. Wow. Oh, yeah, well, to me. No, I really don't like Shanti's voice. <laughs> So here's but we got y'all making so me be mean. That's you got to. Beef. You said <laughs> you don't snap on people. I don't. That's right. as much as we're going to get. I know. Yeah. So I don't. what do we got so far? We have, what was the first? We Christina have Million. and John Doe. We got <laughs> R. Kelly and Dame. We got, who was it last week? Uh, Millie Vanilli. Oh, oh Millie and Vanilli. And Groove of Instrumental. And now Ashanti <laughs> and Tanisha. All right. And like I said, we're going to do R&B battles at the first Ergo Live event. <laughs> Okay. You're gonna have to, you know, face to face sing whoever has the sultrier 
R&B voice will win. <laughs> oh, that'll be um, good. I think you got it. I got a hands I, down. <laughs> I could talk and be her. <laughs> and it, bra- it breaks my heart because I will say we played a fabulous instrumental to open the show. And uh, they're much love for the soundtrack of my childhood. So um, you broke my heart, but that's okay. Sorry, you'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get Rihanna in your life. You know, you'll be good. (laughs) good. Very good point. So you you also are you're a comedy mommy, right? I am. Tell us about your son and and how that how that life balances. Does he understand that he gets it now? He gets it now. At first, he didn't because like I started three years. He's seven. So when I started comedy, he was four. So he didn't know what going on he would just know i would be leaving out that night like okay um but now he gets it and he even asks about the shows or he'll say have a good show Aww. or he'll always be like where you going jokes and notes i think jokes and notes <laughs> like the only place that he references to and then uh he actually uh they check out books at the library he's in second grade and he brought home a clean kitty joke book so Aww, how fun was that so we're gonna do like a kinder comedy show it's gonna Aww. be a skit so it's gonna be like kids telling jokes in front of all these kids and the kids are just gonna be falling out laughing. <laughs> and they're gonna be the corniest jokes you could uh, ever we're gonna take the jokes from that book. they're gonna be the corniest <laughs> you could ever, you know, read. But, gonna have a but the kids are going to be like, ah, you know, and it's going to be all second, first grade, so it's going to be done. You need one, like, really drunk bachelorette party, like, grown people in the audience <laughs> just talking the whole time through. <laughs> like, no right. <laughs> Keep it real. That's what ha- has, he, has he seen you perform? Yeah, I know my dad kind of had me in the clubs when I was, um, I was at All Jokes Aside when I was, like, five years old. Oh, wow. You know yeah, <laughs> so. no, he hasn't seen me. Um, and we do a lot of church shows, so... I told my mom, I'm like, you can come. You, know, <laughs> you don't have to stay at home. She's like, nah, I just, you just do your thing. Mama, I don't want to come. Why I'm not? like, it's a church show. Mama. Why don't she want to? I don't she, know, she but not. she'll go watch all my YouTube videos. I'm like, why don't you just come to her show? Think, I'm not trying to pay that two drink minimum. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a church show. And it's, uh, you know, some of them are like free. Is she very religious? Is that, is that, oh, yeah, is yeah, it yeah, the yeah. secular? Yeah, she, she will never of, come of to a real comedy show. But okay. yeah, she she's not coming That's to jokes and notes. That's kind of like my love Yeah, but. This is something new to me, though. What? You were talking comedy shows in churches. I just don't know about this. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a whole Christian comedy network. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tony K. And uh, he actually just packed out St. Mark. St. Mark is a mega church. I think they got like 1,000 or 1,500 seats. And they had to turn people away. Wow. So, yeah, Christian comedy is dope because, like I say, you know, if you are a Christian or you are saved or you are, you know, not trying to be around secular stuff, and you still want to laugh and get out and enjoy comedians, you should be able to do that without having to go to Def Jam. <laughs> so do you have church jokes, or do you just figure out a way to, to not be... Yeah, I just keep it a, clean. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, my, my material isn't raunchy yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's that blue. Yeah, yeah. My, 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 my material is pretty cool, so I just take out the swear words. That's super interesting, though. I'm thinking about... Like, I think like part of what like comedy does well is it helps people be able to laugh at themselves which is something that across the religious spectrum folks aren't necessarily that good at Mm -hmm. like especially if it's something you take super serious exactly so i'm thinking about like do you think that's like a space where folks on stage are able to kind of like point out some of the sillier part or the more like absurd parts of the church and they can and they do and it's Mm -hmm. fun it's hilarious because it's true you know and it gives them a chance to laugh at it because they know it so we the easiest part of church shows is you talk about church people, how they act. And they know that's how they act, and that's why it's so funny. So, And then you can get into your regular material, but you can talk about the church forever if you want to. But yeah. it's good. Yeah, they know you they're know. crazy. They are. They're crazy. <laughs> they they worse than people who don't yeah. go to church, and they know it. But it's it's a good, it's a void, too, and especially with, like, female Christian comics. And mm. I'll say I wouldn't consider myself a Christian comic, but... Um, if you do look like small fry, she's like really right, right, big, like, right, right, right. and then, um, bunch of bell. But if you're looking for like female Christian comics, I'm gonna be like, mm, you know, so it's a, I mean, that's overall though. It's a, it's a void for, for black women in comedy. Yeah, overall. true. Or, like or at least already... they get overlooked or marginalized kind yeah. of forever for real. But it's a lot who, of who are your heroes as as women oh, voices? Oh, Ellen! I love Ellen okay. to death. <laughs> like I love her forever. Um, I like Wanda Sykes. Um, How about including male comics too? Like let's include a male comics. Okay, get rid of okay. like the voices that for you. Okay, uh, Cedric the Entertainer Hello. Yeah. because he sings. He you know oh, dances. Yeah, yeah. You know he does a yeah, lot. He could do know. a whole like he, uh, so. he entertains. Yes. If you will. Yeah, yeah, he entertains. So and I like show. that uh, because I do poems also. I, so it's not like I got so much stuff in my bag. Uh, so I like his comedy. I like that he can do more than one thing on stage. Um, that's what really sticks out. 
I want to go back to the church thing real quick, just because this is something that's interesting to me. Do you think there are like other spaces that help church people, folks who are really involved with the church, laugh for themselves or like think critically about themselves? Like, are there words actually like talked about out loud? Like, do you think that happens anywhere else? I'm not really understanding like, your question. Like, so comedy, you could kind of like put the mirror up to them a little mm-hmm. bit and make them have to self-reflect. Yeah. And there's um, really, there's really no other. I'm gonna answer that for you. Nah, there's I can't really think no of other another walk of life where they get to like not be the holy or not mm-hmm. be right. or not be yeah. sanctified and admit um, it. And then you know uh, they do have. I actually did a show. I did a women's retreat for a church, and um, that was my first. I was actually doing comedy, but they they go to a resort and they spend the weekend. They do, you know, they bowl. They they had a comedian, they, so they got to like let their hair down, so yeah. to speak. But you know, so stuff like clothes. that, yeah. And depending <laughs> on the church, yeah. And they were very, you know, relaxed and they just had a good time. Uh, pool. They went to eat. So just you know, as a church, you know, and they still they still did prayer in the morning, you know, whatever yeah. at the hotel, but. You know, so I think they have their own personal outlets, depending on the church, to kind of get somewhere and not be, you know, super holy. Take but so comedy, yeah, yeah, comedy definitely helps. I think something uh, I respect about the, your entry into the game so much, from from my kind of like close understanding of how it works, is your your work as a promoter. And oh, starting to understand yeah. the business of it <laughs> and put yourself on stage instead of just waiting for the phone to ring. Oh, yeah. How's that been going? And tell us about some of the things that, that you know, just niche productions, basically. Yeah. Or is there an actual, like, name for them? Um, for, for, for your promotions? Not yet. Well, I had JNM, because I do, my hashtag is Just Niche Mania, because I'm, like, all over the place. Right. So I just had JNM entertainment or some crap that I never got. <laughs> like, I never did the paperwork for it, but uh, it's coming. I just didn't have that $300. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I produce a monthly show. I actually started it this year, January 2015, and this will be the 10th show. October, we do it once a month, and it is a live music, comedy, and spoken word show. And uh, Where is that? It's at Encore Club. It's in Markham, 163rd and Dixie Highway. And we do it every fourth right Sunday. Right next to Adriana's. Today. I know, next to Adriana's, which I try not, tried to, not say. to say. <laughs> people people cool. hate Adriana's, yeah. and then you say that, and they're like, ugh. I'm not going. I know, so I try. I'll be like, next to Markham Skating Rink. You know, I try to say <laughs> something else that people go to. Uh, and it's it's dope. It, we start at 7 o'clock. It's every fourth Sunday, and uh, it's been going really well. The last show was actually this past Sunday. I'm pretty sure I was at your first house. one. Hmm? I'm pretty sure I was at the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, Damon uh, Senior. <laughs> He he was my first headliner, and that show was like crazy, phenomenal, super packed. And then we've been very consistent through the year. We had some low numbers, but for the most part, it's been going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, one, one more question before we get into our favorite game segment to, to wrap up. Uh, we kind of dancing around it a little bit, but like my father, who's been in the game for a while, especially locally, mm-hmm. um, he kind of fancies you as like his little sister protege yeah. in the game. Uh, uh, they so, me. Yeah, so you're almost like auntie niche <laughs> at this point. Uh, so how how has that relationship been? Or, or, or how so does that dope. feel? Or, or how so did dope. you even like, I still don't know like how many people know him, you know what I'm saying? So like sometimes people ask to take pictures, sometimes don't nobody know who he is. So like <laughs> growing up, did you know who my dad was? Yeah. Or how did that relationship yeah. come about? I saw your dad. I watched your dad on TV. I was a comic view fanatic. I was a Def Jam fanatic. Like I watched all of the reruns, everything. Uh, so I knew who he was and um so when I first saw him I think the first night he saw me on stage we were at a B Cole's room uh him and Juanita came out I think he was headlining and I think I was probably doing a guest spot I'm yeah sure. that's probably the only way he got out the house if yeah he, if he was know, <laughs> so he saw me there and I was like oh damn where's over there and uh they came to me uh him and Juanita you know, he said you funny or something it was real quick like he didn't care uh, I mean he cared but you know what I'm saying like he didn't have time to be yeah. like okay new girl you funny but uh I saw him and Juanita out at his uh, TV viewing oh. brand. Oh, right, right, And Juanita right, right. was like, go that girl. And I performed at that. I think me and my sister wrapped at that. You might have yeah, been late. Yeah, I might have been We opened late. up the show. Oh, cool. <laughs> so Juanita, shout out to Juanita, because Juanita actually put the word in and got me to go up at Stop Plaza for New Year's Eve for the first time ever in 2013. Again, so 2013 was a good year for That's me. What's up. I got a lot of big shows that year. So yeah, shout out to Juanita, because she the one who made it happen. <laughs> she put the bug in there, and like, she funny, and I like her. I'm like... 
Thank you. And we've been cool ever since. And he's been looking out ever since. And I appreciate him. He's a real good mentor and like everything. So I'm glad. That's what's up. That That's what's up. So we're going to go about. to our favorite segment. And it's called Let Me School You, Youngin. We keep calling it a fan favorite, but I think it might just be our favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but I think. Oh, no. You, you can't hear us out there, Earl? Uh oh. Are people. We'll keep we'll keep talking. All right. Uh, somebody's saying can't hear us, but we hopefully that you can because then that would be embarrassing because we just oh, had this conversation. <laughs> but where the okay. fan favorite is called "Let Me School You, Youngin." We're we're young people. We uh we like to you know focus on strong young voices. So we want to be educational, make sure we know our history. Oh, and so what we do is we play an old school track that's kind of in the crates a little bit, and we okay. put you on the spot to see if you know who it is and the name of the song. All right. Is it one of these uh, records? Over it's, it's not. It's <laughs> not. It's in, it's in this computer right here. <laughs> okay. And this is actually uh, a new f like frontier because we usually only play like soul or like black music. This is the first white artist of oh, Let okay. Me School You Youngin because you okay. know all old school matters. So yeah, let's see if you know this one. This one of my favorite joints. Let me school you youngin. All right, Nish. All right. Drum roll, please. Drum, do, do. That would be... Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> that would be uh, Sam Smith's granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Smith. Thank you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh, man. You missed out know. on a qualifying entry. You don't win a prize, you qualify to do a radio. You missed to be entered or qualified for a meet and greet with Steve Harvey's Taylor. So you fell short because that is the Eagles with Hotel California. The Eagles. Man, I was close. Yeah, so as we are wrapping up, I'm going to play a little song under us as we're talking, and I'll explain why as we're done. But we want to know where people can find you. Um and you know what's going on next what what big thing you're promoting all the social media where they can laugh all day with you oh awesome okay well yeah you can definitely follow me on Instagram at justnish j u s t n e s h uh all my social media outlets uh my fan page Facebook fan page justnish and uh, Twitter is I am just niche. So get in tune. I promote all my shows there. I'll be at the Laugh Factory this Friday at eight o'clock. So definitely come check that out. And you can check me out each and every Monday at my new upscale Harvey venue, if there hey, is such a thing. Hey. SLR Bar and Grill. The food is delicious, and it really is a nice spot. Bring the tuxedo. Bring your friends. <laughs> yeah, bring your friends. Bring your tux. And we are going to laugh. It's going to be dope. Uh, I think 
Um, we might have a special guest coming in, Damon. Okay, all right. Uh, senior. Yeah. come out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come out together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You should bring him. I'm going to make him come. Because <laughs> he, he might not come. come right. So I'm going to leave it up to you. <laughs> if he don't come, it's your fault. Because right. he already committed to it. Love, but I love. Know back well, thank you so <laughs> much for coming and, and talking with us for this hour. Um, for those in the city that's listening, that's Michael Jackson playing at us. They don't really care about us. The kids <laughs> at Village Leadership Academy are leading the action today. For those who like protests and who are standing up to the police and mass incarceration of children they're doing a march where they're going to be like recreating the they don't care about us video oh, and it starts at 5 30 today in douglas park 15th of albany and they're marching to the juvenile detention center over on roosevelt um so that's really love and so come out to that if you can i'm gonna be help marshaling that but niche thank love so much this thank you for breaking player. in our comedy injury yeah. into ergo that's so much love i love breaking in yeah stuff. now all the other <laughs> breaking in. <laughs> we found that out from the dot song you're right. stretching the jeans get the Hello. shirt right. Right. there you go but thank you so much for being here you've been listening to ergo at home on your radio in the car on your phone on the go in the go subscribe on itunes <laughs> listen on soundcloud Listen next week. Thank you so much for being here, Nisha. We'll talk to you you all next week.